May the seeds of the tree grow everywhere. Welcome to the Circus of Seeds. Minimum Viable Ethics Startups are encouraged to think about what their minimum viable product is. Honing down the product to the minimum viable, most immediate thing that they can put out into the world. However, not a lot of consideration when we create the new is given to minimum viable ethics. What are the basic considerations we should make when we're looking at new ideas and when we're looking to bring the new into the world? Because I would argue as explorers of ideas, as entrepreneurs, as people responsible for bringing new information and new ideas and new stories into society, we have a responsibility and a duty to consider the context of their use and the harm or the benefit they create within any given context. For me, minimum viable ethics is not about good and evil, as I believe both are terms that can easily become appropriated and are loaded with subjective meaning. Essentially, what we regard as good is what is personally desirable for us, and what we regard as evil is what is regarded as personally undesirable for us. Essentially, these are responses to our emotions and our feelings that we feel disgusted with the unfamiliar or something that we are unexperienced in and then we post-rationalize that in order to give it a framework of understanding. So we have the feeling and then we take our mental model and our mental structure and we seek to rationalize why we feel what we feel in order to stop ourselves from questioning why we feel that discomfort in the first place. I believe there is much more to be learned in these instances by actually leaning into the discomfort and looking at where the roots are and where they lie within our culture and within our physical being. But I digress. Let us move away from the amygdala quickly and look again at what is harmful and what is beneficial and how we should consider these things. What is harmful is anything that prevents us from getting what we need at the time at which it is needed. The denial of service or the denial of flow that leads to death or suffering. What is beneficial is that which enables us to meet our needs more effectively ourselves or serves us and helps us to meet our needs as they arrive. But we cannot look at these things of harm and benefit as individual objects. We cannot look at them as individual events even. We have to look at them within the relationship of their context. What I mean by this is that no thing in and of itself can be regarded as good or evil, harmful or beneficial. It must be understood in the relationship to the individuals it concerns and even the given moment in time. As an example, let us take something as simple as salt. You need salt. 
When you're dehydrated especially, salt can be a very great benefit to your body and to your system. However, once your body has been provided with the right amount of salt, excess salt is harmful to your system. Therefore, the denial of salt is harmful, but so is the excess provision of salt. The benefit is that small sliver of just the right amount of service that exists in between. If we expand this reflection to our meta-contexts and we look at what is the greatest benefit and what is of the greatest harm, then we should look at these things from a systemic perspective. The greatest harm, in my opinion, or the most harmful context that we could exist within, is a context that incentivizes us to harm one another and to harm our environment and our infrastructures. And as context of the greatest benefit would be one that does the opposite, one that incentivizes us to help one another, that incentivizes us to better serve and meet the needs of the environment and the ecosystems and the infrastructures that sustain us, that sustain the planet and sustain all of the things that we are interdependent on. When I look at our existing dominant frameworks, our existing economic frameworks, it appears apparent to me that we are presently incentivized to harm one another. People are rewarded for taking, for extracting, for enslaving, and they are disincentivized from serving and meeting one another's fundamental human needs. I believe that ultimately we are a reaction to our context. Humans adapt to our context. Every creature adapts, adapts to its context. Essentially this is what evolution is. We adapt to our broader ecosystems and our broader ecosystems continue to change. But likewise we have the power to adapt our contexts to us. So we are engaged in this continuous <clears throat> feedback loop and cycle of social self-creation. So I believe the only way that we will actually achieve a better future for humanity and a more humane society is to look at these meta-contexts that govern us and to explore how we can shift to a culture that rewards us for behaving in a more beneficial manner to each other, to our environment, and to everything that we are interdependent on. Thank you. May the branches be blessed with loss and fair. May the seeds of the tree grow everywhere. May the seeds of the tree grow everywhere. Thanks for your attention. If you enjoyed the music for this episode, you can find it on SoundCloud. It's a piece called The Tree of Love from Bridget Cousins. Thank you.